Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. We are glad you can join us here today. Our guest tonight is a is burning up the streets of San Francisco in a 1930 Ford Model A hot rod that he has built from ground up. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care. Locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. From domestic, Euro, hybrid, and electric, classics, and diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. With five convenient neighborhood locations, how may we be of service? I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel, and today we welcome Joey Ucrop. Joey has an idea and put it literally together. We have been following his YouTube channel closely on his build and would like to thank Patrick Knight for putting us in touch. So Joey, how did you get into old cars? I understand your dad worked for GM for 30 years and your mom currently drives a 1961 GMC pickup. So did someone in your family have a hot rod or was this, was this just a creative thought put into motion? Oh man, well first of all I'd like to say thank you guys so much for having me on uh this afternoon. Uh, I really enjoy the show and it's definitely an honor. So oh, well, you know, rolling in, ro- glad to have you. Of course, of course. Thank you, thank you. So rolling into that question, the answer is no. Uh <laughs> nobody in my family has <laughs> ever had a hot rod, you know, in, in the sense of the word of having a car that they built like that. You know, mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different definitions of hot rod. Uh but no one has had like an early Ford or even uh you know, there've been some muscle car type things, but uh, as far as that goes, it was something that I was a kid, like it started when I was in elementary school mm-hmm. and I was a kid and well, actually I was a kid. Uh, and my dad and I were driving in the car and we went by the local gas station and at that gas station, there was a blue 34 Ford Roadster and it had a louvered deck lid and it had a parachute on the back. Oh, I didn't know nice. anything. <laughs> nice. But I, but I saw the parachute and I said, dad, what is that thing? And he said, Joey, that's called a hot rod. It goes so fast it needs a parachute to stop. Now in my mind, I mean, as you know, you're in elementary <laughs> school. Something right. that that's something out of like a cartoon. Sure. A parachute to, to stop a car. So with that, I was said, I need to know I need to learn everything about these things. I'm gonna have a hot rod uh-huh. because I saw this car on the street. I actually ended up seeing another time on the street in motion. Mm-hmm. And just the idea that there could be a car that didn't look like other cars and it looked fast. It was loud. It was bright blue and it was so different. And it right. was something that it was, it, it looked so out of place. And to me that made it very special. So anyway, I saw that and that was, I must've been eight or nine years old. Uh, and then from there I started reading magazines, gotcha. every magazine. Okay. Uh, I would, I just like became, you know, I started, I, Said, Mom, Dad, please can we go to Barnes and Noble and Borders, please? <laughs> and then I go and I'm like, I just buy. It. I, at first, it was all car magazines, and mm-hmm. then I really got it dialed into the hot rod stuff, and gotcha. I really, really started just digging and just. I'm, I can get pretty obsessive, you know. I think we all can get pretty obsessive about our vehicles, right. and of course, for someone who has no vehicle and no drive, so what? <laughs> six years away from ever even being able to drive, right? I said, I just need. I need to. I need to understand what. What, what these things are and i think i think it's kind of crazy that uh i mean being a kid who didn't come from a hot rod family to be drawn to these you know kind of weird boxy fenderless you know these like mm-hmm. they're not the fastest cars in the world and they're not they're definitely not the cheapest cars in the world and they're not 
I don't, you know, a lot of times kids go towards like exotics or they go towards like off-road trucks and stuff. But for me, there's just something about the way that, you know, that 32 Ford grill shell or the oh, body absolutely. line, that early right. Ford Roadster, it just made sense. So that way, and then of course, I end up filling up my note, you know, like I've, I'm sure all of us are your kids, you're doodling in your notebooks. I mean, I still have them, you know, those pages <laughs> yeah. on pages of stuff of just these ideas of what, you know, what a car could be Cause mm-hmm. when one day it, there was no, there was no question that I mean you I asked my kids the kids I went to school with was Joey gonna own a hot rod oh he's old. that's all he ever talks about so uh, oh, that's so cool that yeah, is so, so that's cool kind of, yeah and I, I'm really lucky that my folks have been my brother everybody's been like my grandma have been like really really supportive you know hot rodding used to be like an outlaw thing like an outlaw like Hell's Angels biker type thing people look really down on the hot rodders mm-hmm. but now I'm really glad that like kind of the image has gotten cleaned up a little bit and it's seen as a positive thing because it's so historic at this point. And that's, I'm glad that my family's like, they're all on board and they, they love, you know, we have a, a build, you know, the build thread and all that. So oh, anyway, sure. that's, that's, that's my long winded explanation of how I got into it. I got you. That's very good. And yeah. I like the thread. Yeah. A, I read, well, Thanks. I didn't read all of it, but I did flip through a lot of it and, and caught some of the highlights of, of your build. Uh, very Thank interesting. You. So you Thank kind of pretty much answered a little bit to my first question. Uh, for you today, uh, but what made a car, the Model A a car choice to build? And is it have you driven one previously, or uh, and thought that you know this was the must-have to build, or is it just one of those cars that just stuck with you? That's a great question. So, uh, for me, I I really so as far as like the traditional hot rodding realm goes. Every loves 32 Fords. 32 Fords are kind of the ones that are like, so I was, you know, the first year of the V8, uh, the Flathead V8 was introduced there and it was, uh, it had just different lines and it was swoopier, but the Model A uh, was especially popular among the hot rodding crowds, especially the 28, 29 and 30, 31s, but really the 28, 29s because they were so cheap and so plentiful. They made so many of them. And for me, I, I actually, I, I'm, I'm pretty tall. I'm six foot three and I, I, the Model A's are not big cars, but I said, you know what? So 3031s are bigger than 2029s. And I said, you know what? I need the bigger version of the Model A because I can't afford a 32. And this is what somebody my age in those years would have had. So one of my best friends in the whole world who I'm actually working on a, the, new, the new chassis, which we'll get in, he has a 30 Model A Roadster. And I rode in that car and I've, I read about it as a kid and I ended up becoming friends and I, had me sold that I need a Model A. I need a Model A Roadster. Yes, uh, so, that's cool. And it, thank you. Yeah, and I think that was something that I, uh, I you know, I like all old cars, but for me, like having the Roadster was kind of like the poor man's sports car in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you know, open top, it doesn't weigh anything, no rolled up windows. You're kind of, I mean, it's basically a, a four wheel chopper. I mean, that's essentially yeah, right. what I like. But uh, to answer your question about driving one, so I did drive so. The way that, you know, these projects can sometimes go, I thought that I was going to get one that was like an amateur restoration and then I was going to go about taking it apart and building it into a hot rod rather than doing it what the opposite. Uh, so I did test drive one down in Santa Cruz uh, and it, I don't know, uh, it, it didn't really live up to the expectation. It was not in the best shape and it was not worth the money that made uh, like the bolts were falling off the starter was sticking everything was just really a mess and uh so it was kind of funny that 
They're like, well, do you have a test drive? I'm like, of course I do. And I never driven a Model A before. <laughs> and it's got, you know, non-synchronized transmission, mechanical brakes, uh, all these things that, you know, you have to advance and retard the spark. Every piece of it was like, I mean, I kind of like that. It, it's kind of a handful to drive the thing. Uh, but anyway, so it's not like that first drive sold. I didn't care how that one drove. I didn't care. I said, you know what? I'm getting a Model A Roadster, and that's the end of it. <laughs> it's, it's pretty neat. I was going to ask, you know, uh, you're probably a little too young to to know this show or even watched it, but a show called Happy Days. Was, oh, of uh, course, yeah, it, yeah. It was old when, when we were kids. Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the opening when they're driving into Arnold's, and you see all those hot rods with, yeah. the, with the tops chopped and uh, cruising yep. in there. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of an iconic thing. Yes. Yep. Kind of no, reminded totally. me when you were talking about cruising around with the top off. For yeah. whatever reason, that just stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. Right. Stuff. No, well, for sure. Yeah. Well, and so far you've answered. You've pretty much gave a sigh of relief to every. I'll say the old timer because older than us about that said, "Well, I don't really know that what the history of hot rodding is going to be because you know we don't know how many younger ki- how many younger guys are going to be getting into it." And you just hit the nail on the head. I saw one. It's just like every generation has it. I saw one. It flipped my wig. I love it. I got to have it. I got to be involved in it. And we appreciate it because I think we, the three of us consider ourselves the tallest automotive show uh, out there because we're all six three, six four. <laughs> all right. right. So we appreciate, you know, taking a height consideration into here, into the into the build. <laughs> that, that's super funny. Yeah. I mean, hey, look at that. The tall guys from the Midwest, you got to stick together. You know? That's right. That's right. And, <laughs> and I do want to ask you because, I mean, so you you pick the Model A, and you know building a car is about the easiest thing you can do, right? <laughs> it's, <laughs> That's right. It, so it's not the it's, it's kind of there's some challenges involved with it. So tell us some of your challenges that you faced while you were building. Oh, that's that's a great question. So basically everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, the the idea. So I kind of. I had so I built a Triumph chopper before I built this car. Mm-hmm. I, I had a lot of old motorcycles, but I finished the Triumph, uh, and it ended up in Dice, which is huge for me. And I said, okay, if it's my next thing is I'm either gonna build a Panhead, you know, the forty-eight Panhead or fifties one, uh, a Panhead chopper, or I'm gonna build a Roadster. Uh, and I had I've never owned an old. I mean, I had a '94 Sonoma pickup. That was the oldest car I owned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, in living in San Francisco. It's not an easy place to do anything, uh, let alone build a car, have a completely starting out being impractical car uh, and just have the space. So one thing that was big for me was definitely having the space. Uh, that was really, so just logistically, I had to wrap my head around that it's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, you're going to run into stuff. And I'm somebody who I don't like asking for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I take really big pride. I used to weigh more like big pride in I did this myself out of this, but I said, you know what, Joey, if you want to build this car, you got to forget that attitude because you're going to be asking for help for borrowing space, borrowing tools, borrowing knowledge, all these things. And you have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. And that was really big for me to do that because then I really said, okay, I got nothing to prove here. I just want to build my car and I want to do it safely. I want to do it correctly. And just to being able to kindly make that jump. uh, And my friend is, my friend Yama, uh, who he runs a motorcycle, he runs that Mozzie Moto Shop. Uh, is so he's big into the motorcycle thing, but he's really good at where he's someone who he goes out and if there's a project, he'll get the trailer, he'll go pick it up. Like so, he kind of 
was like, dude, I should I buy it? Should I buy it? And he's like, I'm coming with you. We're going. <laughs> and he kind of kind of gave me a kick in the rear to be like, no, like this is not a Joe. It's not a big deal to go get a trailer at U-Haul. It's not a big deal to go spend a day to go get the car. Like none of this. This is all all because he's been doing the car thing for a long time. Right, right. Uh, not that he's doing like drift cars and stuff, but it was so that was something like. It wasn't exactly like the mechanical part being tough, but it was more like conceptually. I had to uh, fully, I had to fully commit. It's something that if you're going to build a car like this in a city like this, you got to be all in. Mm -hmm. And I think that you cannot, and that's kind of why I've built this fairly quickly because, I mean, it's expensive to have a car in the city and having a car that's just sitting there not getting work done is a total waste of money and it's not going to get you anywhere. So gotcha. Anyway, that was my, that was kind of my, that was, uh, but I, but as far as the build it goes, uh, itself, uh, it, there has, there've been parts that have been tricky and there've been parts that have been really frustrating, mm -hmm. but man, when you break through and you fix like you have a piece, like oh, I was talking about the other day, but like I, I, uh, the front timing gear, uh, the timing gear in the front of the motor, they made, they used fiber gears back in 1930 and I uh -huh. took the cover off and I noticed the, the teeth were all chipped. Like, Oh no, I got to take that off. So you got to, you know, take off the radio, take off the whole front of the motor. Right. And the nut that was on there was looked like it was, you know, chewed up by a dog. I mean, it was like, <laughs> it was terrible. I, and I bet you somebody hacked it in, you know, 1941 or whatever. And it's <laughs> right. just been like that forever. And I could not figure out how to get this thing off. I tried all the tools. I broke tools. I got frustrated. I was swearing. I was sweating. This took a couple of days. I'm like, I don't want to mess up this motor. I can't figure this out. And I looked around. I talked to some friends. And I found out, use a torch to heat it up and then hit it with a chisel, with a hammer and chisel. And you know what? <laughs> I did that. I heated it up. You know, I was wearing my gloves and I had and everything was happening. I was like, it was, like, it was a rainy day. I was in the garage. And you know what? I hit that thing. I hit that nut with that chisel and that nut broke loose. And uh, woo! Nice. I was like, <laughs> there you go. That, that's, that's a feel. I know everybody who's wrenched on a car project knows that feeling where you, there's a point where you're like, I will not be able to figure this out in the moment that, you know, the car fires up or the nut breaks free or, you know, this or whatever thing that you thought could be done. And then you do it. Mm -hmm. And then, and then now it's just a thing of the past, you know? And of course I took that nut. I threw that in the trash, man. I, I got a brand new nut and I got a aluminum timing gear and it's, <laughs> we're never going to have anything that hacked ever again. Right. There you go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, did, you, did you have uh, any problems mating the, the chassis with the, you, you got a 19th, 31 chassis and a 1930 body, right? Is that right? Right. Okay. So, uh, no, it's, it's, actually, it's actually both 1930. Uh, okay, I got okay, a 32. Gotcha. I'm doing a 32 frame uh, later. Okay, gotcha. Story. Gotcha. Uh, but that's actually that's actually funny you mentioned that because, like, with this bike, because when I was going to look at the cars and I couldn't find a complete one, I'm like, you know, wait a second. There's, like, eight bolts holding. Someone's going to be like, there's actually 10 bolts. There's, like, eight bolts holding the body to the frame. I said, yeah, but we can do that. We can bolt this <laughs> thing right. together. They're literally like regular. There's some carriage bolts and there's some standard bolts. Right. We can bolt a body to a frame. Like we can totally do that. So right. yeah. uh, then that's the one part I did have to ask for help because I can't lift that body by myself. So that's a two-man job. Absolutely. Two job. That's right. But, yep. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, and I was looking at looking at some of your photos that you had on your build at, at progressing through there, and I saw your space where you said, challenge number one, power. And I was yes. wondering, once you finally got power, how many Christmas tree lights does it take to light up a workspace? Because that is the most unique solution I've ever seen in a garage space. 
that's the, that's a great question, man. It's all about the ambiance, you know. <laughs> it's I, a very I'm very romantic romantic build, very uh, intimate yeah. oh, environment. Really? It's, it's funny. Uh, I think that, yeah, my my girlfriend at the time she uh, she said, Joey, we're gonna make this space look good, and you know she's a has a great eye for design, and really like running those lights, it helped the lighting a lot. But mm-hmm. what was even funnier is that. You know, I, I spent a lot, especially in the beginning of the build, I spent a lot of late nights out there. And I would run, I'd have both bays up, both doors up. And just seeing, like, this little, you know, kind of rundown garage with this, like, really warm ambiance. And I got, like, good music by Dr. Dog. I got all these tunes playing. I had Persian rugs down for a while. And, like, it sounds incense burning, man. It was cool. It was really, like, a, it was made for a really fun spot. And, I mean, people, so many strangers came by. I mean that was so like it was it ranged from being cool to scary to you know every, i've had every i actually want to write a book of short stories all the people i've met from having those garage doors open. so i was on a very i was on i was on church street so a very very major street in uh-huh. san francisco oh, wow. uh, but that was but no that's a great question i uh i, lo- I love that garage i mean but it leaked a lot that garage uh, i i encourage any everybody to come out and check out the link to see the prog- progression you had on the build and I, I'm going to talk about your your first start because it's it's about the feeling I think any of us have here the giddiness of having oh, a, sure. a puttering to smoking to smoke clearing up to just your reaction is classic. But uh, real real quick, I want to take a take a quick moment and ask our listeners to please check out our sp- sponsor GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car but for all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And we're talking to Joey Ucroft. And Joey, again, great to have you here. It's evident that your enthusiasm about this is uh, very contagious, and it's just really great to hear your story. You've talked about the challenges of your build. Focus on what has been most fun about it at this point. All right. Oh, man, where do I start? Right, exactly. Where do you start? (laughs) uh, It's like it's so crazy that I – and I don't, I'm not exaggerating here. I mean, there are days that I wake up and it feels like Christmas. I mean, I swear, like, you know, that feeling and where you can't wait to run down the stairs and see what's down there. Right. I mean, <laughs> as corny as it sounds, I mean, there's days that I get to work on that car that I feel like that. And I, I think that it, I think this year has been like, it's been pretty hard on everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think to have something that's like a bigger, a project that I used to be really impatient as a kid. I wanted to finish the stuff that day. But having something that you can continuously work on and continuously build into something that's better, safer, right. yep. I guess a little faster. Uh, <laughs> right. And it's something and it's something that like you're continuously, it's always on your mind. Uh, so the idea of having that project, but this, that's more of a conceptual answer. But in honestly, like just the, this build has turned into something that's like way more than I ever thought it was going to be. So I thought I was, you know, going to scrape by and, you know, yeah, just have some reproduction parts, but like, you guys saw in the photos, I am so lucky that I have so many, almost every piece in that car is old, like mm-hmm. old speed equipment. And I love digging up the parts and I love the feeling of bringing back these pieces. I mean, like where like the header was off like a Pacific Northwest drag car that was, I don't know, it's like a crazy old tube header. And that intake was uh, somebody had, had, a, had braised it together in the 30s and it was off an old Petaluma hot rod from up north. And it's like, that Krager side cover, uh, one of the earliest Krager pieces I've ever seen. You know, it's 40s or, yeah, probably 40s. Wow. Uh, that came from a friend that I oh. met through the build thread. He said, gotcha. Joey, I'm going to surprise you with something and send it to me. Like, just the fact that there are these pieces that are, I mean, we all have, I'm sure, have pieces of cars on shelves and stuff that maybe one day 
you can use. And I think this has so many someday pieces on it. And I, you know, as cool as it is to have parts sitting around, it's even better to have them on the car. Oh, and I think course. for me, mm-hmm. getting to getting to have that rolling history is is really special to me. And All I right. think that so I, I really like that. And I also like, yeah, it's just that there's this thing that is just again kind of like when I was a kid seeing that hot rod in the street. There were no other hot rods on the street like that one, at least not around me. And I think right. with this car, that's kind of, you know, obviously it's different than the car I saw. But at the same time, like, it's so unique. And it's the fact that it's it's history that we're bringing back. And by me yep. spending my time in the garage, that's making it so I can then have that history stay alive for, you know, hopefully a lot longer than than it was before. Stuff isn't stashed away. Stuff Absolutely. Is out, out there in the street. No, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, one of my ways of uh, getting rid of stress is turning the Eagles on, opening up a Bud Light, and taking a a, uh, a buffer to the car. So I, I'm right there Perfect. with you. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, no, no I, I hear that for sure. And uh, there's just those moments where uh, my mom and I always talk about this, where you know when you're at the grocery store and your car is parked out there, and you got to look back at it and you and you smile. Uh, you say that's my car, and you and then when you walk out. Your car's still there, hopefully. And you know that you picked the right car, that you could, uh, that you feel that way when you look at it and you know what, how much, how many hours, I mean, mm-hmm. or how much, you know, how hard you had to work to either to, to buy it or to build it or right. do all this stuff and, yep. and then to use it like a car. I, so I, I, I agree. It's very, uh, it's very special. Absolutely. I mean, it's nice to feel that pride, something you built, something you put together. Oh, sure. When you look yeah. at it and say, yeah, I built that all by myself yeah. with a little help from yeah. some friends and whatnot. But, yeah. you know, I built right. this thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Thank you, yeah. Uh, it's been really neat how you've been documenting uh, this project and this build uh, online. Uh, I know you've done a YouTube. And there's also another, uh, I guess it's a blog or uh, uh, answer yeah, so- on the HAMB or HAM. Uh, tell us, am, tell yeah. us what that is and uh, yeah, a little well, bit more yeah. about how you documented on the, that. The, the, abri- the abbreviation of H-A-M-B is pretty good. Go ahead, Joey. Yeah. What is it? I was going to save it All for right. him to that, say. That, that is the hokey-ass message board. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that name. <laughs> yes. Isn't that great? Yes, so, it is. Yeah, I, the, the ham, I've had a really interesting and great relationship with the ham because the ham is the form attached to the online magazine called the Jalopy Journal. And I've been writing for the Jalopy Journal. I write a column every Friday. I've been doing it for the last, I think, over eight years now. Every Friday, I write a story. Uh, and it shows up on Friday morning, and it stays throughout the weekend. So I've done many of those stories about basically my, you know, everything about traditional hot rods under the sun. Uh, and some are wild. Some are weird. Some are exciting. Or hopefully. Uh, and I, they range from, you know, short snippets uh, to long-form features and I really, so anyway, so I've been, but I've been on the ham uh, for quite some time, uh, since I was in high school, actually, and I've been, like, looking at build threads and stuff for years, and I really said, you know what, like, I was on the fence about even doing a build thread in this car, because in the scheme of hot rodding goes, my car is extremely simple. I mean, I wasn't, at least this first version is, where, I mean, it's, I'm literally, I'm just piecing this thing together and doing some fabrication, nothing major. So I was kind of worried that even though I work there at the Jalopy Journal, that it was going to not be, you know, not hardcore enough for some of these people, which I immediately found out I was wrong because I got on there and I just started. I actually 
I started the, the my build thread a month after I got the car because I got it running in the first month. And then I said, okay, now that it's running, I can start this thread. Uh, and then I did that and it kind of has turned into this like, you know, cause so my, my background is in journalism. So it became this like really big journalism project, you know, and it was all, it's all been very organic. And every time, you know, people comment, I always comment back and it becomes this conversation. And like, I have this like group of friends now mm-hmm. where, who I've never met in person. Right. And we all, you know, they, we, they always check in and they have so much expertise and they are around the world. I mean, they are everywhere from, you know, uh, Nevada to New Zealand. I mean, they are just like, Australia, they are just like uh, Sweden. I mean, they're just like really people are there. And it's so fun to do because it, it kind of, uh, it gives, it's, I'd like to think that it's more than just this, just, it's more than a, more than just a build of a car. And also my other adventures, they always, you know, it's kind of tied back in. Like I rode my chopper to born free, the motorcycle show. And I had, I picked up some details from there about like things that I'd like to use techniques. I saw on choppers. I'm going to use on my model. A, and like, mm-hmm it really turned into like this, like really, really just big storytelling project that I update. I used to, I, I did update every day before, uh, not cause I was trying to stay regiment. I just always had updates and now I've been really busy with stuff and with job and stuff, but it's really, I love it because it's, it's not very, uh, it's not like I'm heavily editing it myself. Like I'm, it's pretty like off the cuff and really like, in the moment you know uh mm-hmm. living in the moment and all that stuff and it's fun i really enjoy because so many of those people on the ham they've lived it i mean some of them are there's actually like an old a couple old san francisco hot routers who they've done what i've done in in the same city and just they people have who lived it already and i'm living it for the first time and they're so generous to share their experiences so i don't make the same mistakes oh, right. that yeah. some of them have and I think that's really special. So the build thread has been really big to me and uh, I'm really glad that hopefully, I mean, the ham has done so much for me and hopefully I, I'm giving a little bit back by always sharing on there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no. And what, what a great story to accompany your build with all the people around the world now that are um, involved with this with you and that, you know, you can't put a price on that in my opinion. So. Right. Yeah, yeah Absolutely. Exactly. Well, and, and you think about what people, how they react to it, and you're kind of vocalizing and telling that story to where people who may have been on the fence or they just don't have the wherewithal to be able to do it, but they enjoy watching everybody talk about their builds. They like the cars, like to see all the differences and the nuances and the individuality yeah. of all these. They get to live that through you because you're yeah. taking that risk. You're taking that chance. You're taking the time, and you're putting that sweat equity into it. And you know the old timers are sitting there going, that's my guy. you're you're right where I was and and they like to see that craft carry on and I mean you've been at this for project for over a year and so would you consider it done or do you have it I know you mentioned phase one so you have it running and you daily driver so what what kind of things do you see um going forward the little things that you like to do because I I think what was it they say movies are never done they just say okay this the they just have to release it or yeah, a car yeah, build no, is um, never done. I think we've met one guy who had a car. He's like, no, this is done. This is perfect. It's done. But everybody's like, no, there's always something else I want to do to it. Uh, yeah, I was going to say stuff, uh, stuff definitely, uh, when stuff's done, that's when stuff breaks, right? <laughs> that's right. So, uh, so yeah, basically this, this build is, uh, 
it's kind of a three phase build, but I labeled it as like version one was get it running stock with stock equipment. It's so like updraft carburetor. Uh, you know, why are we all sorts of stuff? Phase 1.5 is the 40 style hot rod and phase 1.5 is almost done. I just put the engine back in there. I put a couple old chrome pieces on it. I just have to do the rear. I'm actually looking at it right now. I have to put the rear brakes together. And I, so I, I got all new guts and stuff for them and cast iron drums. That's version 1.5. So the goal is to drive version 1.5 for the next year, daily driver, the whole thing. But version two is already underway, which is a 32 Ford frame, a flathead V8. Right now it has a four, the hot rod four cylinder. Now it's going to have a V8 and it's going to sit lower. So basically the car right now is like 40s style. And mm-hmm. my new version is going to be mid 50s style. So oh, it's wow. going to be like definitely like. It's not gaudy is the wrong word because nobody needs a gaudy car. Uh, but why not? But, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be you know like it's gonna be a little bit extra. Let's just sure. say because uh, I mean, I mean my my old Triumph had a carriage lantern as a tail light on a sissy bar that's like four or five feet tall. So like absolutely stepping it up. So yeah, and you got to be a little weird. So the next version is gonna be you know we're talking. Orangish red paint, white walls, black steel wheels, V8 with chrome, you know, very, very period wow. 50s okay. stuff. Uh, so th- right now it's kind of rough and tumble like jalopy. It's going to be a bit, it's not going to be like perfect by any means, but it's going to be a bit more refined for the next one. And I think I'm going to have upholstery at that point. And I think, uh, so that's going to be version two. And so it's going to be like flathead 39 Ford transmission, quick change rear end. And that version of that car. I mean, I'll drive it over to Kentucky and I'll hang out with you guys. There you go. There you uh, do it. We'll see you at the High Rod Nationals. Right. And I mean it. I, I, I want it because some of my heroes uh, back in the early 70s, like Jim Jake Jacobs uh, and Bud Bryan, they drove their flathead-powered Model A's across the country from Los Angeles to Memphis for the Street Rod Nationals. And one of my good friends, uh, he actually had my old boss at Roger Schultz, people always – Direct me towards the, those articles. Uh, they're in a magazine called Street Ride Quarterly. Uh, and this is in the 70s when these guys, they ran cross country with their flathead powered cars. And I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, it's Wonderful. not, I'm not breaking new ground or anything like that, but that's something I really, really, really want to do. And I will do it. Oh, uh, and, that, and that's an adventure and a half. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's been, uh, I, I think it's always good to have realistic goals. And I think I want to build a car that's, bulletproof enough to, with the old technology that's bulletproof enough to do that that's the plan no, that's I, exciting. absolutely and i think you answered one of the questions i was going to ask but uh just for our listening audience what motor did you actually put on that chassis and you know california emissions i know are kind of crazy are you able to um you know bypass i mean especially if you've got a stock uh, four banger in that thing um how does how does that work yeah, on an old car yeah right exactly yeah all right. I can't say too much. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, people get all paranoid. Stuff. No, so it has uh, so it has a 200 cubic inch four-cylinder in it right now with some speed equipment on it, uh, like old hot rod stuff. But it's pre-1976, so it's pre-smog. So that, I don't have to worry about that. Gotcha. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's just, I mean, the original style motor. And, uh, yeah, it's all, you know, title registered, all that stuff. Uh for the street so yeah luckily that yeah it was uh it was a little bit stressful to get everything like that sorted out but i luckily did and i'm really big on 
having all your paperwork straight and all that stuff. Oh, of course. That's right. With, with, with a car like this, especially when you use it, uh, it's something that you want to make sure all that's in order. But yeah, it's a, luckily not, not, not a huge deal. And I think, you know, with the other frame, it's, you know, it's pretty, pretty standard stuff. Uh, but it, it'll, cause you know, once it has the title and you can, switch over and stuff like that you know yep. switch the switch the body and anyway that's getting in the weeds a little too much yeah. but yeah, no, yeah. They're fine. that's good yeah so tell us a little bit about your road trip that you and your buddy took to acquire some parts that you also documented uh on on youtube yes so yes uh, how so, fun was that so that was uh so that was actually the 32 frame uh so that was me when yama and i so again my buddy yama runs his nazi moto shop uh and Again, he's the same friend who said, come on, let's go get this stuff. Let's go do this. So I said, Yama, like I, cause I 32 frames, you can get reproduction frames. There's no problem with them. But for my build, I think it is really important to get an original Henry Ford produced frame because it has all the holes and the, you know, all the pieces that like make it look like someone again, my age back in the day did it. I, so I was like, man, I can't find one. And I was like looking at one. I was looking at a bunch of them and I couldn't really get one in my range so i just put a post up on instagram and just i couldn't believe how many people reached out i mean it was like i i sometimes the power of the internet really uh oh, really yeah, blows right. out people i mean i think i think there was like like a dozen frames that were being offered i'm like this is where all the 32 frames are <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh i ended up uh, uh bob stewart uh who actually his grandfather like was basically invent didn't invent but he was like the man who did dropped axles a huge hot rod part in san diego back in the day so anyway he had this 32 frame he was going to put underneath his 32 four-door he's building he ended up going with different rails and he messaged me on instagram and it was he you know was so good to us so i said yama i have two days i can i can take one day off work and my my parents are in town and then it was a sunday and a monday i said yama you want to come with me? He's like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. So <laughs> he and I, uh, we jumped to the truck and we, we booked that up to Grants Pass, Oregon, which uh, was like eight hours or six hours. Uh, wow. You know, uh, so we broke it up and, you know, stayed at a budget motel and ate some pizza and did all, you know, did all the fun road trip stuff when we were doing that. And it's like, it's really, really important to, I mean, it's, I feel so lucky that I can have such good friends. It's of course, let's go pick up this frame and let's and then and we also, uh, in typical us fashion, when we're up there, we're like, well, we're up here. If we want to drive two more hours. We found like these survivor chopper parts. Like Yama's like, you know, he's like, let's. He's like, should we go get it? I'm like, of course, let's go get it. So we got the truck. So we got the frame. So we, so as far as my car, we got the frame, the front wishbone, a rear axle, a banjo rear, uh, spindles, brakes, and free uh, pedals. And then we got Yama's uh, chopper frame, uh, a chopper frame, old survivor paint tins some odds and ends and stuff. So we had a very full, and we got some Rainier. So it was a very full truck bed oh, wow. coming home. That sounds and like we, a, just, we did it in two days, so it was perfect. That <laughs> sounds like a great trip, and Yama seems, sounds like a great friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's real good. I'm real, uh, yeah, real lucky to, to know him for sure. So, you know, he's, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, and I was going to say, the other thing that's really cool is that Yama's just like, so, like he's really patient with me, like when we're, like he taught me how to TIG weld. Uh, which is like super cool. I'm not saying I'm very good, but you know, he said, no, like here, we'll set you some test pieces. We can teach you how to do this thing. And actually, uh, he also did some MIG welding as well. Uh, but that was like really fun getting to like kind of learn how to do that stuff. And 
uh, in like I like have a piece of my windshield post broke and he stainless you know takes stain to take well to the stainless on or to fix it and it was just like I'm really really lucky that he you know is 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 so good to me like that so and I and I, I try to help him in every ways I can uh, so you know it's it's a good friendship for sure that's anyway, awesome that's now is the Model A your daily driver so. Uh, when it's running, it is. Uh, yeah. I also I, I, I do have a I do have a Silverado as well uh, for like stuff where I leave town. But for when I, when I'm in town, yeah, man, I, I drive that. I either ride my '70 Harley Ironhead uh, mm-hmm. or I drive my Model A. So and I yeah I just yeah like I said the car was down a little bit. I was doing some maintenance and I've been gone for the last couple months. So but yeah, it's uh, that is the ultimate goal. My my friend who, who had the originally had the '30 Roadster that got me hooked on 30 roadsters david defalco he daily drives his model a and he's been doing it for 20 years or so i'm mm-hmm. say, how do you not remember how many years it was but he showed me and he has you know flathead v8 same basically the same configuration as i'm doing mine but on a different frame and I, he showed you know he can do like i saw that and i've always thought it's this coolest thing you can daily drive your hot rod so that's that's my goal so yeah. Well, and, I, and I, I guess it's true, and you know this from the guy, from the fellows that you've had your experiences with. That if you make a hot rod, and you make it a garage crane, you're going to have problems. And if you drive it, it's just going to love driving. Yeah, Absolutely. that's exactly right. Yep. And uh, and I, what an object in motion will stay in motion. An object object at rest will stay at rest. Yeah, and that's that's right. That's that's science. The worst thing. <laughs> it's just science. Thing. <laughs> the worst thing you can do for an old motorcycle or an old car is not to start it and not to drive it because yep. that's when stuff goes batteries die tires go flat rubber hoses crack but if you use it <laughs> you're gonna be fine so. well joey we are on uh, minute marker 37 and we each have one more question for you here sure all right so uh we know that you write articles, as you mentioned, for uh, Jalopy, but you also write for Dice Magazine, Hop Up, Sp- Speed and Culture, and another handful of publications. And how long have you been doing that? Let's see. I have been I've been writing professionally for uh, ten, like ten years or so. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. it's, it's been it's been a, it's been a long time. Uh, I've done the bulk of my writing for the Rotters Journal, okay. uh, and I've and I was an editor there for five years I was, I was with him for six years uh and yeah so i've been i've it's funny I, you know i grew up reading the magazines and now i'm lucky enough to write for those magazines uh that i grew up reading and i think that you know it, it doesn't a lot of times it doesn't feel like work uh getting to write in that and yeah. just like you guys like i love hearing stories i mm-hmm. love sharing stories yep. and i think that uh getting to do that and then you can spread them to, you know kind of like the podcast like we're able to share these vehicles with a way wider audience than we ever thought we could imagine that's always been really special and for me i now that i have my own car i've never been more into these cars you know and so i feel like in my writing it definitely is almost like awoken something in me and now i know what questions to ask because i've been there and so you know for a lot of stuff and now i really really uh i've definitely it's almost like i've turned a new leaf or a new chapter i guess you'd say yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So my last question is, uh, do you plan on another build, and what is that going to be? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, so this is pretty much the only hot rod I've ever wanted. Uh, 
but and I'm essentially you know doing two cars when I'm building that second frame. So once that second frame is done, and I'm going to switch the bodies over. But if I don't switch the bodies over and I find another Roadster body, I'll just have two cars and I'll ship this car back to Michigan so it can live at my brother's house. I'll have a hot rod when I'm in Michigan. I'll have a hot rod when I'm here. Uh, but as far as cars go, I, I mean, I pretty much, I mean, it's going to sound kind of lame, but I mean, I'd be happy with just that. I do, but I, I said, I'm not, I'm not exposing my panhead chopper. So it's going to be, I think I'm going to, I like to alternate. So do a bike, do a car, then I'll do another bike and mm-hmm. then we'll see how we're doing there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll run out of space. <laughs> the exactly. with, I was talking to one of, one of our buddies today that like the problem with a lot of this stuff is we keep on building keepers, you know, mm-hmm. like you keep on thinking like, Oh, I'm going to build this and sell this. But like, I'm never selling this roadster. I mean, there's just no way. Cause like, it's just too special. And I think that like, that's hard when you live in this a city where you can't, there don't any room. Uh, so it's kind of hard to keep on having keepers. So that's why I'm just going to, make this roadster as good as I possibly can. And I, I'd like to, you know, have it my whole life. And that's kind of the goal. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. So I've got a two parter for you. All right. So here, here's the, here's the big one that I've got to, that I ask everybody that's on our show. Yeah. What cards you drive, take for your driver's test? Oh, let's see. I was in a blue Pontiac vibe. My mom had a long, long list of Pontiac, bunch of Pontiac vibes. First is the fusion orange vibe. Then it was the blue vibe. I think, yeah, I think I took a driver's ed test in that. Yeah. Well, I was one year off from driving a GTO because oh. my brother, my brother <laughs> learned to drive on my mom's, you know, LS power GTO, which is a terrible idea to ever let any 15, 16 year old ever have that car. Uh, so anyway, I got the Pontiac vibe. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. And, so we want to ask, you know, you've, you've had a lot of folks that have helped you out with this build. and um, Who would you like to give uh, some shout-outs to in support of your build? Oh, man. Uh, where, uh, that, that could be the whole 37-minute podcast. You can roll say, credits right you. now. Go ahead. Who do you who do you want to give some thanks to? Because we definitely want to let uh, you let you tell them. Yeah. Uh, well, that, definitely top of the list is uh, my mom, my dad, my brother, uh, my grandma especially uh, have all been so, so supportive and helpful throughout the whole build and just, you know, lifting me up when stuff's hard and all that stuff. So that's really big. Obviously uh, my roommates for putting up with my obsession and letting me have the garages to, to work on this stuff. So huge shout out to them. Uh, Yama and Mike and the other guys at Mazimoto uh, who've, you know, been so again, supportive and always down to, you know, help and all this stuff. And a, a huge thank you to, to David DeFalco, who I'm, building uh building the frame at his place right now i was over there yesterday working on it and i i really really i uh, i can't thank him enough and uh, i I'm, I'm probably forgetting tons of people i uh, here but i i really think that all the people on the ham ryan who started the ham and all for even hosting all this stuff and really really uh that's a lot and i think that uh just the sense of community that i feel i feel really supported and i think that if you would say, hey, do you think like building a hot rod would make you feel like you're really loved or nothing? That you know, that's not what I would expect. To, you know, that's not <laughs> right, the path right. I would expect to take. But but it's so true. I mean, like I'll get as sappy as I, you know, I I I really really it's over. It is honestly like just every person I talk to who appreciates the car or don't appreciate, it, I don't care. But like everybody who comes up and talks to me, like I really really like 
genuinely thank everybody for having an interest in this stuff because it's it it's really uh it's big it's really big it's a big thing for me uh to be able to carry on this car and the spirit of hot rodding Mm -hmm. in a way like that so uh yeah definitely yeah my family and all those friends uh and just everybody along the way including you guys uh a huge thank you to you guys for helping me uh help me spread the spread the word well, well, you certainly, obviously, Joey, have our full support, and uh, we certainly thank you for joining us uh, here today. Where can people actually find you on YouTube? Do they just uh, uh, type your name in? Uh, t- tell us where they can follow this project of yours so, along. So, so good, uh, good way to good question. Uh, so, my, I, the the main thing if you type Mazimoto, M A Z I. M O T O into YouTube. That's okay. like, that's my friend's motorcycle shop channel. That's where my videos about my car have shown up. Okay. I don't really Perfect. have my own YouTube channel, but mm-hmm. there's that there's Instagram where I'm at uh, a phonetic spelling of my last name. Y O U underscore K R O P. But honestly, the, the best way to find what I'm doing is the build thread, which you don't have to be a member or anything. I think you can just, I think if you Google like building, building my first roadster in San Francisco or San Francisco roadster or something. I think it'll be the first thing that comes up. So that's good. And also my website, joeyucrop.com. And I think that pretty much, they're pretty much the ways to do it. There's, it's one of those things. I, there's, there's a lot of, there's no like exact, like one main spot to check out it. (laughs) I got you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, and you know what? I, I had one more person I haven't thanked. Oh, yet. sure. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, de- definitely uh, Steve Coonan of Rotter's Journal. Uh, he's someone I looked up to huge, big time as a kid. And he gave me my chance to live in California to really dive into this community. I don't work for him directly anymore, but we're still good friends. Gotcha. And I'm, like, I'm sitting at my desk surrounded by my whole <laughs> shelf of Rotter's Journals. And uh, I, it was that magazine I read as a kid that really turned me onto these cars. So anyway, that was something no, no. I was looking around my room. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's great to like, like you said, have so many followers and so many people that are um, definitely uh, pushing you forward in your initiative with this because that, that that support certainly goes a very long way. There, make no mistake about it. Right, and uh, speaking of the support, and as you guys know from your show, Patrick Knight, man. Oh yeah, one of the right, one of the one of the one of the best guys in the whole world. Right, I. I he pretty much made me cry last time I was there. So <laughs> yeah. with, with just his, with his generosity, as you guys know, yeah. the neatest guy. Yeah. So it, it's really, I mean, just the, the, this car community, man, it's just, it's, it's great. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. Patrick Knight is yeah. full of knowledge and certainly been very, very uh, great to have gotten to know him. And uh, it, it, matter of fact, his second podcast is coming up, I believe next week. So stay All tuned right. for that for sure. But uh, yes. And ha- make sure, make sure he talks about the neon sign. Yeah, I, I, I will. You heard about, there you heard go. About that. That yes, was I did. Yep. In, in, his, in his latest neon bending uh, experience. So, no, that's again, awesome. Absolutely. Just, and Joey, we look forward to hearing your hear, having you come back yeah, on with us here on soon, so we can hear about Evolution Two and how it goes with Evolution Three and Sure Chopper builds. We look forward to it. Be, it. And before you know it, man, yeah, I'll be at you guys' front door in the Roadster. So watch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're welcome anytime, my friend. Make no mistake. All about right, it, absolutely. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it, man. Oh, man. So, so good. Yep. So good chatting with you. Absolutely. And and for our listeners of the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe so you're notified of the new shows. 
And please leave us a review. And also, please check out our website, www.theclassiccarcorner.com. If you or someone you know would like to join us uh, for a podcast, please reach out to us as we are always delighted to talk with fellow enthusiasts. Thanks for listening. And until next time, happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast. <music>